Richard. So in my childhood, fun fact, I was robbed at gunpoint. Everybody, What's good? welcome to another great episode of the Amen Podcast. We are yes. so excited to be yes. here tonight Thrilled. with you. Thrilled. So okay. happy. My name is Vance Kirkwood. I am Tyler Streeter. So today's episode is about our childhood and how our childhood directly impacts our manhoods. So what we're going to do is ask thought-provoking questions back and forth and really just dive into the childhood that led us to be the men that we are today. Okay, so I have a lot of questions you have a lot about of questions. you being robbed at gunpoint. Yes. As a kid, child? Yeah, I was about late, either late middle school or early high school. So Ooh. still a kid, still a kid so for sure. So what happened? So first of all, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. Let's just live to, start there. Live to just another day. Glad you're here This podcast us. would not exist <laughs> if it went otherwise. All right. Um, so so I'm, what happened? I'm, I'm in middle school. Um, and me and my brother take the city bus home because we live relatively close to the school. Okay. Um, I don't know if you remember Sidekicks back in the day, yeah, but absolutely. T-Mobile side, Sidekicks. T-Mobile Sidekicks was a thing. Yes. Um, I had a Sidekick 3. My brother had a Sidekick Slide. Um, okay. I had actually lost mine or broke mine, so I didn't have mine. But we get off the bus, get off the city bus, walking in a nice, nice suburb. Oh, felt safe. And we see a, a car full of young, young men around our age, maybe a little bit older, kind of drive by and like look at us right and you know where i'm from you don't mean mug back because that could mean problems so like i don't i look at them we make eye contact i'm on my business we're right around the corner from our house i see them go down the street and just u-turn and come full speed back now also where i'm from that is not a good sign That's so good you have to be alert at that point so right. i my brother wasn't aware he didn't really know what was going on but i saw it so i was gonna i was prepared to run if we needed to they end up literally pulling up their car to the curb where we're at, hopping out the car, asking where we're from, because their gangs, it's gang territory near there, not where I was living, but near wow. there. Where are you from? I'm not from nowhere. Um, and basically, I'm not gonna cuss, but run yo-ish, <laughs> run yo-ish. And <laughs> at that point, I could have said it, it would have came out fluid too, but for the sake of the, you know. This is an amen podcast. Listen, listen. So they said, run your stuff. Um, I didn't have anything on me. My brother had his phone in his hand. I was like, and we hesitated. So then when we hesitated, I looked and I could see one of the guys, young men, not guys, standing behind, like there's a guy in the back. We go like this and I saw a gun for sure. So I was like, I was like, just give me your phone. And my brother was like, nah, like he had just got it too. So he was like, I don't want like, no. Like he was really like pressed about it and I was like, Give it to him. And I had to, like, big brother, like, give it to him. Right. I'm going to beat you up right here. Like, you know? <laughs> I'm with them. I was like, give it to him. Like, so he handed it to him. And then, Gosh. you know, took it, hopped back in the car, peeled off. And then we were about a five-minute walk from our house, get there. I called my dad. And then we ended up, you know, getting new phones after a while. But, yeah, it's crazy. It was, it was, it was I would love to say that I was like, yeah, I was tough. No. I saw the gun. I was like, I got to protect wow. my brother. I can't, you know? So, so were you actually afraid for your life at any point? Um, or was it not, did it not get there? I think it was more of like protecting my brother at all costs. My parents raised me to like always look out for your brother. So like okay. it was just kind of like one of those things where it's like, okay, what what decision can I make to protect him? Oh, give him your phone and we'll, you know, they 
left. So, um, but yeah, my heart was definitely beaten. Okay. Booty cheeks tight for sure. Like I'd love to say that I was calm, but who would be calm when you see that's like split second, like anything could happen, you know? Right. So, but I mean, obviously a great decision to 1, give them the phone. So my question is, did anything happen to them? Did they get caught? Did you find out who it was? Uh, my dad filed a police report, but nothing really came just, of it. Yeah, nothing really came of it. And then we actually stopped taking the city bus all the way home. Uh, we had an uncle who lived closer to our school to where it was one city bus as opposed to two, you oh. know? So we just took the city bus to his house and super safe. So, okay. you know, but we for about a month or two after that, my dad and my mom would call us, you okay, you okay, you okay? Because I'm sure it was yeah. like traumatizing for them. So that's scary. Man. That kind of that kind of stuck with me. And it's made me more alert nowadays. Even if I'm in a super safe place, I'm just always like, okay, right. who, who's in here? Yeah. Who's, What's going on? You know, who's making survey, eye contact? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Surroundings. For sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I get it, man. So what about you? Anything, it doesn't have to be to that tier, but anything traumatic happened in your childhood that now affects you or affects how you move as an adult? Um, I would say, I don't even know if many people know this, but I'll preface this by saying it has, it affected me early on in adulthood, mm -hmm. but now it's pretty much back to normal. Yeah. So we grew up in a household where we didn't do much swimming at all, mm -hmm. like at all. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, when I was super young, I was terrified to get in the pool. Yeah. Like terrified. Yeah. For some reason, like I had no bad experiences with water. Yeah. I was just very terrified of drowning. Yeah. Like I don't know where it came from. So we had like a family pool in the in our backyard mm -hmm. that we would all swim in sometimes. And I would get in, get out. I wasn't really like all about it, yeah. but I would participate, yeah. you know, and get out. But one day I was, um, we were at a hotel swimming. Mm -hmm. And for some reason I was like, man, I'm about to just jump in. And out of nowhere, I'm probably like eight or nine. Mm -hmm. I jump in the deep end hmm. of the pool. I, I jump under my own power and I go straight to the bottom. <laughs> and my big brother, literally goes jumps in pulls me out of the bottom like it was like right away yeah but i don't know to this moment why i did that but i'm glad that he yeah. got me out and he remembers we talk about it periodically yeah. he's like what were you thinking you back then and i'm like i don't know I'm eight or nine i'm gonna I'm swim no okay. idea i'm about to swim so has it does it affect my childhood today probably not your adulthood my affect your adulthood it's okay. Keep going. Keep going. Does it affect my adulthood today? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. But early on, I was never like a huge, huge water fan. Yeah. Like I can swim now. Yeah. Like I have a pool at home. Like yeah. I can swim it's and I'm, I can jump in the ocean or yeah. lake right now. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. But my early teenage years, yeah. late teenage years, high school, when no. I had to take the swim test and stuff. Nervous. I was a wreck. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I worked at getting better in that area, and now I think I'm fully recovered. Nice. So. Nice. And now you're swimming. Yeah, man. Now you're Crazy, swimming. huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my question for you is, um, number one, how many siblings do you have, and how did that shape your childhood experience? So, like, so I have three older brothers mm -hmm. and three younger sisters, okay. and we're all like stair-step in ages. Yeah. And I am smack dab in, in the middle. middle so three older brothers, three younger sisters. Yeah. And it was never a dull moment growing yeah. up. Like we had so much fun yeah. when it comes to school. Yeah. It was like a thousand Kirkwoods yeah. in each school. Yeah. Everybody knew us. All yeah. the teachers, 
like had my brother, had my other brother, had me, yeah. had my sister. Yeah. They just knew they and loved the Kirkwood First family. First day on, or your brother? Huh? Oh yeah. They <laughs> by by the time my youngest sister got there, she's yeah. like, okay, who do you know? I know you yeah. have my brothers, my sisters. Like they I'm were my own almost irritated. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So, I would say. Growing up in such a large family has a lot of pros and, you know, having fun and always have somebody to play with yeah. and always have somebody to compete with yeah. and grow with. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I think now or growing up, it was sometimes a struggle because you always had to share everything. Yeah. Like there was it was very rare that one, you you had something for yourself yeah. and two, you had something that was yours from the start. Yeah. A lot of hand-me-downs. I was going to say hand-me-downs. But Crazy, the thing yeah. is, it's like we, we lived like a middle class. We yeah, weren't like yeah. low class. We yeah. weren't high class. Yeah. We were like middle class. Same. We had, you know, Same. money. Stuff, we weren't yeah. rich by any means, but yeah. we, we didn't lack. Yeah. But still, still yeah. everything was just handed down to you. Yeah. So now I would say, I don't think it's a struggle, but kind of being like overly generous with things. Mm-hmm is something that I always have to, like, be conscious about. Yeah. Now, n- my wife is probably like, what are you talking about? You're super generous, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I am. Yeah. But it's not something that came natural yeah. Yeah. growing up. Yeah. I, I've, I had to, like, consciously yeah. make sure that I'm never in the position where I'm, I have something that I can't share. Yeah. And um, I had to really work on that because it was a – I mean, three older brothers, like – and three people behind you, too. And three so people coming like, behind you. you like, you never a, had anything. You have it for a split second, and you got to hand like, it to the next person. Seriously, I get like, a four-piece nugget, and I got to give two away my immediately. God. My So God. it's, you know, but now it's better. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. Like, I have to – it's almost natural now. Yeah. But growing up, like, my early years, I had to really work at making sure I'm being generous and not stingy. 1,000%. And people will never realize that now because yeah. I've worked at it. <laughs> Let me ask you the same question. How many siblings do you have, and how did it shape your childhood experience? Um, so I have one brother. Shout out to Josh. It's my best friend. Hey, man. He's uh, gotten a few shout outs, <laughs> man. I ain't shouted out none of my brothers so, or my like, sisters. Like, yo, do you love us or not? I, all right, I'm going to get them next time. I got y'all, I promise. Uh, yeah, so one one brother, um, yeah, it was just me and him. Like, literally best friends, biggest rivals, like playing basketball every day in the front yard or playing 2K or just sometimes we would sit and watch basketball or he was a big wrestling fan. I watched wrestling with him. Um, Yeah, like that was, I can't think of any time in my childhood where we weren't in the same room or doing something or like, even if we're not even talking, we're just in the same room watching, I don't know, old, there's a show called Sports Century on ESPN where they showed like old highlights of like Magic Magic Johnson. That's how we learned all the older players, you know, so like just learning, learning the game that way or just talking about life as we got older, like and started driving and stuff. We always made it a point to like go out to eat and one day he would pick up the tab. I'll pick up the tab. We just sit and talk about life, relationships, whatever we're going going through. Um, So, yeah, my, my childhood was literally he and I at all times. And it was great. Like, I think it's, it also had to share too, but because it was only two of us, we had a lot of our own stuff, mm-hmm. but a lot of the big stuff like playstations or I don't know, that was really one thing we shared, but you know, everything else was kind of our own thing, you know, that's so, good. it was good. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's my dog. How, how, what's the age difference? Two years. So yeah. you're two years older I'm than two him. years older than him. Okay. So that's same, a, that's same thing in school. Like, you know, if I'm a, 
junior, he's a freshman. I'm a senior, he's a sophomore. So it's like, oh, you're Tyler's little brother. But he actually had his own identity, and I like I want my parents, and I wanted that for him. Like I didn't want him to be just right. my little brother, you know. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's my dog, man. That's I could talk up. all day about him for sure. That's what's up, man. All right, shout yeah. out your siblings so they don't. All right, all Vernon, <laughs> Vincent, Varel, Valerie, Victoria, Vanessa. I love y'all. We all start with V, by the way. Yeah, that's fire. So three older brothers, three younger sisters. I'm shouting y'all out. Yeah, and yes. I love y'all. <laughs> I'm proud of every one of y'all. Um, all right, next question. What is the biggest lesson you learned in your childhood? If you could just think of one of the biggest lessons that you still hold to this day. Biggest lessons, I would say it was in third grade. Yeah. One of the biggest lessons, I'd say. Yeah. One of the biggest lessons was in third grade. So let me, let me give you a quick backstory. So I learned in third grade that I don't have to be perfect or the best at every single thing. Got it. And I think this is what kind of sparked my like competition mindset. Mm -hmm. So in elementary school, we had a, a, an award yeah. where one person from each class got an award as the most outstanding student in the class. Mm -hmm. First grade, second grade through fifth grade. Mm -hmm. So first grade, you know, I'm doing my thing. It, it's a combination of being smart mm -hmm. and being like well behaved. Yeah, yeah. So first grade, I got the award out of my class. Wow, let's go. Second grade, I got the award out back of my class. Back. You got a three feet. So this is where my lesson comes. <laughs> Kobe, in. Kobe and Shaq did it. Why not so, me? <laughs> so I was a great student. Okay. You know, doing my thing, and I'm like, man, I'm about to win it all five years. That's yeah. just how I was yeah, wired. Yeah. Still wired yeah, to this day. Yeah. I gotta win it all five years or else I'm a failure at life. <laughs> like, that is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm a terrible like, human. I just did. If I don't grade. win this award, I have failed at life. <laughs> this third grade award. So, third grade comes and I don't win the award. Mm -hmm. Everybody's up on stage and I'm mm -hmm. like smiling. I think she's about to call my name. She calls my homeboy's name. And when I tell you, I start bawling on stage in front of all my friends, the whole school, oh, all the parents, the, school. the whole entire school no. and parents and teachers. No. I start bawling. <sighs> I thought it was over. I thought it was over. That's it. I quit school. I, I I'm out. Drop I'm out. like, I didn't win the award. I'm done. Listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so afterward, you know, my parents kind of calmed me down, blah, blah, blah. And they give me a lesson talking about, listen, I'm proud of you. You did your very best. You did what you knew to do. You were a great student. You had great grades. You, you were well-behaved. You got so many compliments. I don't care about you getting that award. Like, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to win every single thing that you're a part of. You don't have to be on top every second of every minute of mm -hmm. every, you know. Mm -hmm. They kind of gave me that lesson. Yeah. And I was like, okay. That kind of changed me, even that young, yeah. to be like, okay, I can try my best yeah. and be the best that I can be. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't equate to being the best out of everybody that's involved, that's still okay. Yeah. And even to this day, I have to have that same mindset when yeah. it comes to work, when it comes to being a father, when yeah. it comes to being a husband. Yeah. I have to realize, okay... I'm doing my best, and my best is good. Yeah. Like, yeah. comparatively, I believe in myself. I'm confident in myself yeah. that my best is really, really good. For sure. But is it the best in the world? Maybe not, but guess what? That's okay. Yeah. So I got to be kind of cool with that. Yeah. And that's a work in progress yeah. for me, bro, because yeah. you know how I'm wired. And there's, I definitely know how you're wired. And there's no, like, greatest dad in the world that every dad who's a great dad is, has learned as he's gone and, you know, right. you know, gotten better over time, so... 
Right. That's good. It's good stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, you know, thank you for asking. That, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna thank my parents for that, bro, because I remember that conversation yeah. like very, very, and yeah. from my teacher as well. Yeah. Who I still have a relationship with this day. What's her name? Uh, out. Mrs. Mrs. Corin Ford Clinkscale. I don't know if she'll ever hear this. Yeah. But she is my favorite teacher of all time, and she told me I'm her favorite student of all time. I don't know if she capping or not, okay. but shout out to Miss Ford Clinkscale. So my question for you. Were you an extrovert or introvert as a child? I was an introvert. Um, I kind of kept to myself um, for the most part. Um, I, like I was talkative once I got comfortable, but initially, like any class I was in, I would kind of like spectate to see who was in the class or whatever and see how like who I could be friends with or whatever, but I never actually made that move. I often spent time like, playing basketball by myself or on the rings doing flips by myself and then people would like come over and then I would just talk to them and I, I would use humor to make friends so if I can make people laugh then it's like oh we're friends now and then all, right. it's all good um now I think in adulthood still a little bit of the same I would say I'm more of an extrovert but I still in any new setting I spectate before I walk in right and like hey I'm here like I don't I don't ever desire to be like seen like that, um, but sometimes naturally my personality, my humor, like sometimes I, I just make the whole room laugh and that's just what it is, but uh, yeah, definitely introvert for the most part uh, in my childhood, for sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. What, about, what about you? So I would say that naturally I am an introvert okay. um, as a child. Yeah. I believe that I, and I always try to explain this to people, I am an introvert who really hates to be in awkward situations. Mm. So I can quickly become an extrovert yeah. if I have to yeah. because I will become an extrovert with no problem yeah. to avoid awkward. an awkward like exchange <laughs> of some sort. So there are times like, for example, there are times where like we've been on a double date, me and my wife, mm -hmm. and the, the no. couple is just not just saying anything. Dry. So I'm literally driving the conversation all night, all night, just driving yeah. it, driving it, driving Please it. talk to me. Say and by something. the end of the night, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Now, is that something that I wanted to do, be the life of the party and strike up all this conversation and no. tell all these great stories and no. make people laugh? Did I go in wanting to do no. that? No. 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 But did I turn into that that night with yeah. no problem? Yeah. Yes. So I, I don't know how you would classify what I am. I, I'm naturally more reactionary and also in my in my work yeah. like in my job in my career yeah. like when i'm coaching and when i'm you know working at the bank and everything yeah you have to be extroverted yeah but the thing is being an extrovert is still comfortable for me yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. not what i desire but it's still very comfortable Doable, so yeah. you gotta look i don't both. know yeah i don't know what you would call me i'm i'm cool with being considered both or maybe in introverted extrovert for sure that's the thing i don't know if that's the thing and if it's not a thing you just made it i thing. just made it up okay. let me copyright that's, that that's, yeah for sure but yeah how did your childhood affect you now as a married man uh being that i only had one brother the it was always i was always reminded by my parents that it's not all about me um so i had to learn you know like so you had a, you had a lot of siblings i only had one so but even with that i still had to learn that it was not all about me right um so now push fast forward to marriage we all know that it's not all about us at all times it's often right. about you know right. your spouse so For sure. 
Um, I think that's one of the biggest things that I carried from childhood to marriage is like always thinking about the other person, always considering, you know, her feelings, what right. she wants to do. Especially what, as you a know. big brother, you know. Yeah, like for sure, for sure. Protecting little brother was yeah, always a thing. Always a thing. So like it or not, you know. And sometimes as a big brother, you feel like entitled to like, I listen, I protected you from guns. Remember your sidekick? I should, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like it's more fun to experience a PlayStation with him as opposed to playing by myself and hogging right. it. Or it's yep. more fun to, you know, I don't know, whatever, share share shoes or whatever. Like, let him borrow something and then, you know, later down the line, when I really need something, he's willing, he's more willing to let me borrow it, you know? Mm-hmm. And fast forward to marriage, um, you know, my wife got, she got on my pants right now, actually. <laughs> she got on my sweatpants right now in this recording. So sharing is caring. You know, shout out to childhood. I thank the Lord for Giving me a sharer's heart, you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> huh? Not true. <laughs> Bro, my wife has on my stuff right now as we speak right as now. well. Tell her, ask her where she went to college and what hat she has on. <laughs> please ask her those questions for me, please. Hey, Essence. Hey, Essence, what college did you go to and what hat do you have on? <laughs> her hat. I went to my hat university. <laughs> I graduated summa cum laude. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right. So because I shared a lot with my brother in childhood, it makes it easy to share as a married man the sweats that she got on right now. Okay. That's good. That's what good. about you? Well, I think I talked about it a little bit before, but when it comes to my parents mm-hmm. being divorced mm-hmm. and I was right in the middle of it as a 13-year-old kid mm-hmm. with younger siblings, older siblings, how it split our family up. Mm-hmm. Some people living in this city, some people living in that city, mm-hmm. going to that school, going to this school. Mm-hmm. Just like a little bit confused, yeah. a little bit like, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Who do I go with? Does it mean I love them more if I stay with them? Like, I don't have all the answers to these questions. Mm-hmm. So now, as a married man, it's like, that is the last thing that I would want for my kids. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the marriage, it's like, man, I really got to step it up. Yeah. I really got to be on point. Yeah. Not that, you know, because of that, I'm a perfect husband because yeah. I'm Far from that. <laughs> I'm far as frick from that. <laughs> However, I always have the mindset, because I'm not perfect, I have to work even harder. Facts. And I don't get it right all the time. I may yeah. say something stupid, do something stupid, but I'm still trying to be the best because I know what... And we don't talk about divorce at all. Divorce yeah, is definitely not an option. Not an option, not option yeah. And that's, that's the facts. Yeah. However, you want to make sure that, you know... You are straight as yeah, a husband yeah, because yeah. you want to make sure your 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 wife is happy. You yeah. want to make sure your wife is being fulfilled yeah. in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't talk about that, yeah. you don't want to just act a nut and be yeah. like, well, you ain't going to divorce me. Yeah. So, that's like, that's, that's childish that's and silly. Wild so, so now it's like, man, I, I really got to be on point because I know what I don't want to happen for my kids. And it makes me to, to be a little bit more on point when, when we're going through life as a married couple because of what I saw in childhood got you so okay so we're gonna pivot to uh, an emotional question so just prepare yourself okay i'm ready what is the saddest thing that you experienced in your childhood the saddest thing that i experienced in childhood (sighs) i will say that before i even try to answer this i'm thankful that there is nothing that comes to mind right away when it comes to having something sad happen in your childhood. Yeah. I will go ahead and say that I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. 
I think that is a testimony in itself, yeah. not having a testimony in this moment yeah. about that. Yeah. And I'm super, super happy and grateful yeah. about that. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I will say that it goes back to the split of my parents. Yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. kidding. It yeah. was it was a sad time. Yeah. It, not a sad moment, but a sad time. Yeah. Because in the moment, you really don't know. Okay, you moving over here. Sweet. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go visit that. now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Kind of hype about it yeah, at first. <laughs> so I would say that that is the, the saddest memory of childhood yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And it's more so my sadness more so go, goes toward my sisters and how they had such a hard time yeah. handling it. Yeah. And I even think, and maybe they don't know this, but even now, mm-hmm. I think it still affects, it affects them. them. Yeah. And that's another reason I go back to the whole thing about my kids, like, mm-hmm. This stuff really affects them. Like, yeah. it affects their mind, like, how they think, their how they sponge. go about life. Yeah. Like, that stuff really, really, really matters. Yeah. So, yeah. I would say that's the, probably the saddest memory of childhood. Got it. Got it. What's your saddest memory my of childhood? My saddest memory in my childhood is seeing my dad cry for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, it happened when I was in first grade, and it was, I think, the day of my dad's dad's funeral so like that before that time i'd never see my parents cry so your parents are your superheroes because they're right they do everything provide all these things right so uh we're at the funeral and i still don't really know what's going on there's like this big box in front of the room i haven't gone up to the i don't know what a casket is i'm just oh we're at church why are we at church on a monday like i'm hyped because i got out of school early i was like oh they're gonna take me to mcdonald's it's lit um so boom get the food or whatever go to the church and then we're sitting in the front and like service kind of starts and I just noticed like, dang, everybody's sad. So then the service goes on or whatever. And then um, I see my dad kind of just like looking down and then whoever was doing the service like said something and he just like broke down. And like, I can still vividly see in my head, like looking at him and seeing him cry to his hand. And then I like the same way you cried with losing that award. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, screaming like never yeah. seen my dad cross so my mom had to take me out um and you know get me together and then brought me back in and then i had so many questions even at that age and he kind of explained it but yeah to answer a question the saddest moment was seeing my dad cry for the first time because i, I wow. just never it's not even a thought until you see it happen they're like right. what but you know there? what that reminds me of to be honest one of the saddest it was in high school was when my wife's dad passed mm. like that was yeah crazy sad like really sad because it was just out of nowhere yeah and it was the main part obviously is because my girlfriend at the time who's yeah. not my wife yeah because people in the comment uh-uh, right. <laughs> you thinking hey. i'm old girl no the shut to the uh, no okay, we're that same married. woman or girl Take, at the time is now taken, my wife of okay. 10 plus years 10 plus so let's get that straight three kids and a dog three kids and Shout a dog caesar you <laughs> feel me gosh but uh, that was a sad moment. Yeah. And just, I remember distinctly myself literally not knowing anything to say or what to do or what to, like, anything yeah. of what to do in that yeah. moment. What can you do? Like, who, exactly. No, no I, I, first of all, I'm 17. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm a kid, yeah. you know. But what she says is the fact that I was physically there yeah. was the main thing. Yeah. And even though I didn't may may not have said the right the the perfect thing or the right thing or did the right thing, yeah. I was there. Presence. So that that was more than enough for her at that moment. Because she's huge. a kid too; she don't That's really huge. know yeah. like 
exactly how to process in yeah. that moment. But yeah, that was a sad moment as well. Yeah. It was kind of late childhood, but still. Yeah, yeah. If you could spend a week as a child, what age would you go back to and why? Um, it would probably be like age 13 or 14. Because those, I remember those two summers, I wasn't working yet. I got my first job at 15, but those two summers, me, my brother, and then one of my teammates from high school who is like my brother, Andrew, we would go to the park and play basketball every single day in the summer. Every single day. So, like, we'd wake up, eat something, go to the park at, like, 8 a.m. and be there until, like, we would come home midday when it was super hot and then go back to the park and play for, like, four or five more hours and just whoever pulled up to the park. And a lot of high schoolers around the area would come to that park and we would just have runs all day. Um, So, yeah, that was probably one of the funnest ages that I've experienced, and that's the age that I would go back to, 13 or 14. Those There was two consecutive summers where we, that's all we did was hoop, go home, eat, sleep for a little bit, go back and go hoop back some and more, hoop. And, and literally What hoop. a life. What about you? Um, I would say a similar time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can have, I can remember one of the best summers was, so my family had a, a cottage in Canada. It. Right off Lake Erie. Yeah. And I'm still mad to this day that we sold it when I was in eighth grade. Because the whole divorce and stuff kind of, yeah, you know. Could have but, yeah, we would be there literally right now. Right like, now. I, like, honestly, it was right off Lake Erie, about an hour past the bridge. That's fire. When I tell you, because my mom was a teacher mm-hmm. and my dad worked at the post office, mm-hmm. so he would kind of make his own hours, mm-hmm. you know, during the week sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we would literally spend weeks at a time in our cottage in Canada, all we did was fish, we swam, we ate, we watched movies, we played games, we golfed, we played volleyball, we played hide-and-seek, we barbecued, played horseshoes. I mean, li- literally yeah. the best summers you could ever have as a kid. And yeah. it's all of my siblings up yeah. there. We used to bring friends up there. Yeah. We sold it the summer I, I before I met Essence. Really? So my middle school friends, they, they all they remember it. Know, like yeah. my best friend, Nathan. Shout out, Nathan. Whenever my siblings and I get together, it comes up some way. Remember the cottage? Remember, <sighs> that's literally how it starts. <laughs> Stories about the cottage. We, it was ahead of our time. We yeah. didn't even know at the time how yeah. good we had it. Just amazing, bro. What do you miss about childhood and what don't you miss about childhood? Well, do is easy. The cottage. No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. But that's that's what what I do miss is I hate to say it like this, but just the the carefreeness. Yeah. The no pressure about bills or going to work or you know just the pressures of life God, and just everyday stuff. Yeah. You know you don't yeah. really have that, man. Yeah. You just. Doing you, you yeah. growing, you learning, yeah. you hanging out. So I do miss that about childhood. Yeah. What I don't miss about childhood is that same thing. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like a, what is it called? Oxymoron. Oxymoronic, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But what I don't miss about childhood is all the rules and regulations. Yeah. You know, I'm grown. I can yeah. do what I want. I can yeah. go where I want. I can drive where I want. Yeah. I can call who I want. Yeah. I can... You know, not well. I got my wife, I got my yeah, can't do kids. Whatever, I can't do everything. But I mean, if you want to go downstairs and drink out the juice, I can do that. Can do that. You know, my you house, my juice. You know, yeah. I definitely miss uh, specifically like Christmas 
time as, as a child. You do miss? I do miss okay. it. Not to say that my Christmas time now, Christmas time now is great. Like, it's phenomenal. But something about being a kid and the excitement leading up to it, my parents are really big on, like, just getting us excited. Like, we knew it was Jesus' birthday. Right. And we also knew that it was going to be some presents under the tree, you know? And, like, so, like, but they did a good job. We would watch, like, Home Alone, and we would watch, like, like, as soon as December got there, we would watch, like, a movie every day or, you know, Christmas Eve, we'd play Christmas music real loud. And, like, on Christmas Day, my dad would always make cinnamon rolls. Like, it's some Ooh. certain certain traditions that That's we so always – so the house smells a certain way. And, like, even if my mom worked on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, she rarely worked Christmas Day. Christmas Eve, she would come home from work, and we really wouldn't start the Christmas Eve festivities until she got home. And it was just excitement, and we would stay up as long as we can – as long as we could – until everybody's just sleep, dogs included. We all just sleep by the tree, and then my parents will wake us up and we'll go to our rooms and stuff. But I definitely miss Christmas, you know, as a kid. What I don't miss, same thing as you, the rules and regulations. I was a pretty good kid, so, like, I didn't, even when I was growing and in college and stuff, I still lived at home. I was still home on time for curfew. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really party that much. I spent most of my time, like, at the gym working right. out. So if my parents heard the door open, they knew it would chime every time the door opened. So they knew if it was, like, I used to go to the gym at 3 a.m. Because I had, like. 3 a.m.? Yeah, I had multiple jobs in college, all the things. So I would go to the gym at 3 Bruh. in the morning, for sure. And I wasn't going to parties and stuff. So, like, we, me and my parents established a rapport where it's like, listen, guys, you know my schedule. You know what I'm, like, I'm not going to try anything stupid. You know, because I'm already busy enough. So, like, why would I be busy and y'all disappointed in me? I just not, Bruh, not about to do that. You know what's crazy? What? Me and my parents have the same exact relationship. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not kidding, bro. <laughs> like, I would call them to be like, hey, I'm at my friend's house. Ain't been home for three days. Just want to let like, you know. Um, okay. I'm breathing. Why are you calling? Bye. Like, <laughs> go have fun. But they and they trusted me, man. Yeah, and yeah. I, I appreciate that. And I would check in with my parents. For sure. So like if I did go out somewhere, For I sure. they would know who I'm with. They like I don't have a right. I didn't feel like they were trying to like hover over me. But they were like, right. okay. Like they weren't even gonna ask. I just let them know. Right. You know, so um, Yeah, and, and I, I never abused mine either. For like sure. yeah. to this oh, moment, God. they don't know what I was doing. Yeah. But between us, I'm like, I we never ever drank. Yeah. We never smoked. That's not yeah, we, not my thing. We I mean, we never did any yeah. of that. And they wouldn't even have known if I did, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And that's, that's the crazy part. But I'm I I still didn't. I'm not gonna lie, I had a weed gummy one time and nothing Ooh. and nothing happened. So I was like, I'm not the type of person that's gonna uh keep going to see like after that I was like, ah I was like, This is not this is not for me. And then sure enough, the next moment somebody else who doubled down with the gummies lost it. And they were hallucinating and all type of stuff. So I was like, huh. I hear you, Holy hey, Spirit. I'll just have regular hey. gummy worms and not <laughs> THC-induced ones. Um, okay, That's last good. question um, before we do rapid fire. Uh, okay. What parent, sibling, or family member did you spend the most time with as a child? There's no one that really stands out, mm-hmm. as crazy as that may seem. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose one, I would say the brother that's right above me. Mm-hmm. He's only a year and a half older. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Varel. My yeah, dog. That's my dog. my dog. You know, shout out Varel for a second time today. For a second time. Listen. Um, he deserves two shout outs. Yeah, so. listen. You know, he's doing his thing, man. Um, I would say him because we were always like the same height growing up, mm-hmm. always, this, you know, wore the same size. Yeah. We were in the same program, yeah. in the same sports, yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. Same friends, yeah. like same schools. yeah. <laughs> So it was just like you're just in the same space all the we, time. We we were better off being twins. Yeah, actually. Yeah. 
but we we spent time with everybody it seemed like yeah. but him was probably the most because we shared a room as yeah. well yeah so we we did the most talking the most arguing the most yeah. fighting yeah. but the most you know confiding yeah. as well yes. the most loving the Ain't most that's you know great, all of bro. that as well so especially in a brother like yeah that's, that's super dope yeah. so i already know your answer but tell me a little it bit is, more about what you and josh <laughs> yeah so i would say <laughs> for did. sure it would, it would definitely be josh but then also like Actually, my, my mom, my dad, and my brother. Like, okay. we spent a that's lot good. of time as a family. Just as a family. And it's good. like our relationship is so tight that we didn't necessarily have to be doing anything. Mm. We could literally just be at the table eating breakfast or like watching a movie or sitting on the front porch and we're just outside sitting on the porch laughing or riding home from church and like, I don't know, just having great conversations. So it was like we spent a lot of time just together of course me and josh spent most time together but also there was a lot of time spent where it was all four of us the whole family unit that's good man. Um, that's good all right we're gonna pivot to some rapid fire questions okay so So rapid fire no explanation right okay top three childhood cartoons uh rocket power proud family and rugrats oh top three childhood snacks goldfish Lorna Dune cookies. Lorna Dune. <laughs> Lorna Dune. Don't ask why or how or when. <gasps> Who is she? Um, and Pop Tarts. Oh, Pop Tarts are fire. Yeah, we'll we, blueberry. Come on. Oh, cin- brown sugar cinnamon. Blue, that's second though. Yeah. Blueberry top tier. I don't think I've ever had blueberry, so that's fine. Oh, yeah. Bro, stop at Kroger tonight. I'm a healthy eater, so I would have to. Ah, you just, you just, I would take a bite, on, but I'm not going to eat a whole one. Okay, all right. I'm a runner. It's a whole thing. All right, after you. Top three childhood interests. Basketball, um, drawing, and being funny. Just telling jokes. Make people laugh. What is a childhood movie that kept you quiet and gave your parents a break? Uh, Aladdin. I'll go with Aladdin. Aladdin. All right, go with it. <laughs> um, favorite subject in school, K through eight? Recess. I'm just playing. Uh. <laughs> Probably math. No, that's cap. English. I like writing. English is the answer. Right, What's the so. dumbest thing you did as a kid? Ooh. Um, I would say riding my bike through wet cement. <laughs> <laughs> Childhood memory that still makes you laugh today. Riding home from church, we would go to this place called Coco's and have breakfast. And my brother would have chocolate milk all the time. It made him extremely gassy. And on the way home, we would all have like the itis, so we're quiet. And he would purposely wait so everyone was calm and like <laughs> let out a slow fart and then watch the effect to see everybody go. Ah. Like I knew it was gonna happen, so he would make eye contact with me, and then I would be like, and then my parents, my dad's driving, concentrating. God, what? Ah. And he roll all the windows down. <laughs> One of my favorites. That's what, uh, what food did you hate as a child? Oh, and to this day, uh, mushrooms. Oh, really? And onions. Oh, no. I don't do mushrooms. I don't do onions. Don't ever ask me to try one oh. or taste one. I will not do it. Nadia makes good mushrooms. Uh, I'm sorry, but I would, not, I would not taste right, Nadia's no mushrooms. Sorry. No, no, no. Or her, anybody's mushrooms. Sorry. I'll taste Nadia's mushrooms and other stuff. Bro. Continue. Go ahead. <clears throat> Number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I did so good. I did so good the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> most most embarrassing moment in childhood. Oh, I ate three bowls of cereal one day, and I thought I had to fart. It wasn't a fart. <sighs> Straight doo doo crazy on myself. I was at home though. 
How old? Uh, it's about nine or ten. And like that's a, too at old that, to at be that, crapping yourself. No, at that age, you think farts are funny, so you almost push it out to make it. Uh, yeah, that's so true. I leaned. I was playing the game, but I do do crazy on myself. And then oh, God, I was at home though, so I was just you know. You I just, mean, yeah. Nobody yeah. ever have to know yeah, until crying. now. So the whole world. I do that myself. People have doodled on their stuff at least one time in their life. Have you ever doodled on yourself? I Ooh. mean, as a kid, yeah, but. Listen, it's happened. Yeah, it's happened. I ain't mad at you, man. Okay, last question. Yeah. How much did you church in your childhood? <laughs> How The better question is, when did I not church? <laughs> I was in church every well, not every day. Uh, most days of most, the week. More Wednesday often night, than not. YPWW. Friday night service. Sunday, multiple services. Monday, choir rehearsal. Mm. I mean, you name it, I was there. But I was yeah. a PK, so yeah. that was that was life. It wasn't yeah. anything out of the ordinary. It's just what it was. Yeah. What about you? I was not a PK. So 7.30 service on Sundays, and then... 7.30 a.m.? 7.30 a.m. 7.30 to 8.30. We was out of there and at breakfast and farting on the way home before 10 o'clock to watch football every Sunday. And then we were also in ABC Choir, so that was on Wednesday. But that was it. You know? Okay. I mean, that's a decent listen, amount. Listen, I got it, got it in. That's you a know? decent amount. Jesus I love, think Jesus that's a good segue into our next episode. We talk a little bit more about our church experience. Our church experience. I think that would be a and great how it, one. it impacts us today. Yes. yes. That'll be awesome. But for this episode, I think we can wrap it up. Right. Learned a lot that's about great. my brother. Um, Hopefully you can look back at your childhood and see what your childhood is how it affects you now as an adult and do some self-work and heal if you need to. Absolutely. But if not, you can just listen to our stuff and laugh. I do it on myself when I was younger. All right. We love you. All right. We love y'all. Peace.